Simply put, where are we experiencing resurrection in our life? Or let me come at it a different way, because this will be the end. What's got us defeated today? What, what in our lives is holding us down? What anger? What resentment? What broken trust? What disability? What unfairness? What injustice is holding us down? What can we get a mad on about really quick? Let me tell you what I'm mad about. That Joe Biden. That Donald Trump. That highway department. That last mayor. This mayor. My kids. Those ungrateful three. What is it? What is it in us that's holding us back from experiencing resurrection. We've, we've, some of us, almost all of y'all, participated in some section of Holy Week, if not a lot of it. Many of you came on Wednesdays. Most of you have been faithful to this Wednesday service. We come here, we sing, we say, Hallelujah, Christ is risen, the Lord is risen indeed, and we believe it. And yet somehow we walk around defeated often. Oh, gosh, watching the kids do Easter egg hunt, we can feel a little resurrection. Oh, isn't that great, those kids picking up those eggs? Having a great meal together with our family. We can hold hands for Oh, I can feel the power of God. But most of us, I think, would not say we walk around feeling resurrected. How you doing today? Oh, I'm resurrected. I'm living in resurrection power. People would think you're crazy. But that's the promise. That's the promise. But in order for us to experience resurrection power, here's the hard part. I, I'm a victim of it. I'll tell a little funny story that I told at Inklings this morning. But in order for us to understand resurrection power, we have got to lift our eyes up. We have to look up, look out, and finally look in. But we spend so much of our day looking in at the injustice at the unkindness, at the neglect, whatever it is that we carry around that we can get our mad on. We, we spend so much time just mollycoddling that, allowing it to keep us from living resurrected lives, and we wait all Lent to come to Easter. And so I really, I, I'm not going to let go of this for the next six weeks. We, we need to be experiencing resurrection in our life. I'm not going to come up with some program and say, okay, everybody's going to go hang stuff on people's doors, or everybody's going to go handing out stuff in the street corners. No. Individually, I want for each of us a sense of I have died with Christ and I am risen to new life with Christ. Because the promise with that is freedom. Freedom. Well, let me show you how easy it is to stick with the looking in first instead of looking up, looking out, and then looking in. My wife and I are in the middle of a fight. Um, I can't remember quite what it was. I think it was when I said, stop telling me that. I'm drowning here and you're describing the water. I know what the problem is. Having you pile on is not helping, so then we decided to be mad at each other, and it's gone on about 11 hours. Last night, after I cleaned up the kitchen, uh, all the lights were off. She had secluded herself in her room. I looked over and noticed right before I ascended the stairs, which have become a source of humor for my wife and I. We, I love the rectory. We love it. It's gorgeous. But we never wanted to live in a two-story house. We, we always were one-story people because we really don't like stairs. 
And there are 44 stairs in that house. It's 23 to get to the second floor. So you go up and down, it's 46 times. You get your steps in. But anyway, it's become a little sense of, we laugh. You know, here we are in this gorgeous place, and maybe the stairs are going to kill us. So um, I'm mad, and I've got a mat on, and I'm not looking up, I'm looking in. And I look down, and I see her cell phone. And I think to myself, <laughs> what if I don't pick her cell phone up, and I don't carry it upstairs, and I don't lay it gently on the end of the bed and say, oh, honey, you've left this downstairs. See, you're not perfect. And I really did play it over my head a few times. I mean, laughing to myself. <laughs> I'll get up there, she'll go, where's my phone? And I'll go, I don't know. You think you left it downstairs? All 43 to go back down and see. Right. Because I've somehow been injured. And so now, as soon as the injuries occurred, all I've done is looked inward. And Paul says, hey, y'all, us, if we've died with Christ, we've put on a new self. Our first nature ought to be always to look up. You know, when the bishop comes, it's one of the most powerful things he does. If you've never been received or reaffirmed by the bishop, I imagine all of y'all have been confirmed. And if you've been confirmed, what he does is, each and every person, he takes the side of your face and he forces you to look up at him. And when you're kneeling there in humility, the last thing you want to do is make eye contact. You're nervous, you're ashamed, you're joyful. You might laugh. Who knows the reason? There's all sorts of reasons why we don't want to look up and make eye contact, but he won't allow it. The bishop makes sure that every person he touches, he turns your head up toward him. And then the first thing you do is cry or smile or both. Look up, Paul says. Listen to this. If we've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above metaphorically heaven's up there metaphorically uh, this is the way we look a psalm 121 says i lift my eyes up to the mountains i look up where does my help come from my help comes from you lord so for us and our naive human understanding the best we can do is say oh heaven's up there somewhere but the bible's pretty clear jesus is going to come back and recreate heaven here but in the meanwhile look up look up Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. So I picked up the phone, and I carried it upstairs, and I sat it on the end of the bed. I didn't draw attention to myself, and I walked away. We still weren't talking to each other, so it didn't matter. She didn't know how the phone got up there. But I didn't want to add fuel to the fire. You all know what I mean. Set your minds on things that are above. What's the first thing? that comes to your mind when you wake up in the mornings? Is it all the things you have to do? Or is it some quick, wow, Lord, thanks, another day for me? You've chosen to leave me here for another day? Lord, I'll use it to glorify you. I'll do a flower class. I'll be on the vestry. I'll come and be on the altar guild. I'll show up and answer the phone at the church as a volunteer. I'll drive people if they need trips... Lord, how can I serve you today? Not on the things that are on earth. Why? And here's the linchpin. Because our old life is dead. We've died. Why do you look for the living among the dead? We're not the same Gary, Ryan, Alice, Sharon. We're not the same people. We are being changed, Paul says, more and more into his likeness every day if we allow ourselves, if we stop participating with the things that are dead. 
or with the things that bring death, like leaving the phone downstairs to prove my point. Don't do that, Gary. Don't give evil a foothold in your life. Look up. Because our lives are hidden with Christ. Are hidden, our lives are hidden with Christ. I have a physician friend. One of his uh, favorite things to say when uh, things get tense uh, are kind of like what I used to remember from my Little League baseball days. Is He says things like, okay, everybody move along. There's really nothing to see here. And what he's trying to do is give himself some space if someone's fallen over so that he can do the work that he needs to do on a person that's been injured at a ball game or something. I've seen him do it a couple times. And then I've seen him at the beach after a beer or two say the same thing. All right, everybody, move along. Nothing to see here. Um, that's really what Jesus is trying to tell us today. That's really what the gospel is trying to tell us. That this, this world is full of beauty. And this world is all we have right now. But this world is not our final destination. Our, our destination is in Christ. Our life is hidden in Christ. Everything about us should be pointing in a new direction. It's okay that the old Gary's dead. The old Gary wasn't that great, I'll tell you. If you want to come to my office and let me tell you about the old Gary, you'd be like, no, we'll take the new Gary, please. So what is keeping us from experiencing resurrection in our lives? When we kneel down or when we are seated and we say the confession, you, I know the Holy Spirit, I know you all know the Holy Spirit, and he's moving in this room, and so when I asked that question, something clicked in your head. So whatever it is that the Holy Spirit prompted you to remember that's holding you back from experiencing resurrection life now, I want you to give it to him before we say the confession. I'm going to be especially long in my pause, maybe 30 seconds. Let go of it. Quit looking for the living among the dead and be resurrected. That's my prayer for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.